Welcome to the Elevate Her podcast, a space and place where women of color come together to share their wins, their strategies, and their hopes for the future. Our goal is to equip and prepare the next generation of women leaders to change the trajectory of the world as we know it today. My name is Susanna Alba and welcome to the Elevate Her podcast. Super, 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 super excited to um, connect with you guys in this way and just share a little bit about me and my testimony. Um, as I promised you guys yesterday in my stories, I told you that I would be sharing um, what happened and why I left my nine to five and went from dean to full-time coach and consultant. And so that is what I am going to share with you guys here today. Um, And so make sure you have something to take notes with. Make sure that you are ready. You have your A game on so that you can take some notes. I'm also going to um, post this back onto my feed so that if you can't hang out with me for a long period of time, you can go back to check it out. So let's dive right into it. The first thing is um, I want to give you a little bit of context into what I've been doing and how I've been doing it. So I have notes because I didn't want to miss anything so that I could share it with you guys because I really do believe that this will bless someone somewhere. And so I hope that it does. And I want to make sure that my notes are orderly. So the first thing that you should know is that I was a dean at a um, college here in New York in higher education um, for about five or six years, but I've been in higher education almost 10. I started in residence life, what people know very well as the dorms. That's where kind of my career started. And then I bounced in between. I I sold uh, insurance for State Farm, and then I worked at Nordstrom, and then I ended up back in higher education because that was my love and my passion. Um, And I ascended through the ranks, right? And so my ultimate goal was always to become a dean, eventually a president of an institution. That's what I saw myself doing um, just because I loved how much opportunity uh, higher education provided for students um, and their families. And I was firsthand witness of what higher education was able to do for my family, my sisters and myself included. And so this is where I have my kind of teaching and um, professor kind of background um, and that dean aspect that that's how it all comes into play but it's important that you should know that I also in that role was coaching women and families in terms of how to get ready for college what to expect what kind of questions to ask um, how to understand financial aid if you've been there you already know financial aid is a world in and of its own for you to be able to manage and figure out And so that is a little bit about my background, but I started um, coaching people uh, within my within my field. And I was just like, man, I really like this. And and I wonder where this could go. So I took on my first kind of coaching client, if you will, in the fall of 2020 while I was still employed. And I absolutely loved it, like absolutely loved it. Um, And it was just kind of to dabble, to see what this whole thing was about and also to see if I could really help this person achieve the goals that they were after. Um, And so what I loved about it was that I was able to share my expertise, share my knowledge, but also it wasn't about me. It was more about the, the client that I was working with and then watch her grow. I think that was my 
my biggest takeaway was watching her be able to go into a new role, um, go into it with, with such like uh, confidence uh, and being able to stand on her own when it came to her ability to lead and to lead well. So in a nutshell, what I do is that I help women who are at mid-level positions secure higher paying six-figure jobs through coaching, leadership coaching, and career mapping. And really the woman that I am working with, more often than not, she's been in a management role about three to five years. She's frustrated because she's probably doing the work of hers, like the management work, but also that of her team. Um, and so I wanted to really be able to help women to break out of that because I knew exactly how that felt um, and how depleting that was and how exhausting that was. And so that's how I got into this world of coaching and that's how I took on my first client so she was incredible and she went on to do incredible things and she's still doing incredible things in the field that she's in but I started doing that in the fall of 20 um, that was like the first time that I officially took someone on um, while I was still employed and I loved it like I shared with you guys and then in July of 21 I started to sense that it was time for me to kind of look into something else, look into another opportunity. Perhaps I thought at the beginning it was going to be at another institution. Um, I thought it was going to be perhaps in a different role. Um, and I thought it was just going to be still within the world of higher education. I just was not aware of what type of capacity that would be like in what type of capacity that would be like. Um, so when july of 21 hit i had already been kind of going through these emotions these feelings of i know that i'm called for something else i know that i'm called to do something greater i just was not sure how i was going to go about that um, and it was during that July period that I went on vacation uh, with my husband and it was it was something that we were super looking forward to because the world had shut down in, in 20 due to the pandemic. So for us to be able to go on vacation, um, like an adult vacation, mom and dad without without our son was a very big deal. So in that July, I I remember telling I remember telling God, because I'm a believer, I remember telling God, if this is not where you want me to be, I want you to make it really, really clear for me um, in terms of this is not where I should be and what my next move was. And my biggest thing was to make sure that I was not only thinking of myself, but thinking of the team that was so incredibly loyal to me, who had worked so hard, um, who we had grown um, and changed and developed and, and did amazing things together. So my hope and my goal was if I was going to move on, I wanted them to move on and do incredible things um, as well. And so that is where my heart for, for my team was at that point. And so in that uh, July, that first kind of moment um, that I started to sense these feelings, the first confirmation came when one of the one of the colleagues that I had who has now become a friend, um, she had the opportunity to go into another role and it all kind of went down while I was on vacation. And I remember her telling me, I know that you're on vacation, but I, I need to talk to you as soon as you come back. I have this opportunity, but I will not go unless 
I, unless you give me the okay, unless I've been able to talk it out and talk it through with you. And so um, when I came back from that vacation, she and I connected and it's important that you sh you know about her as well. She is an incredible uh, planner and really was like my right hand while I was at the, at the job, while I was a dean. Um, and she had been at the organization for 15, 15 years. Hi, honey. She had been for the organization, been there for about 15 years, but she was doing incredible work. And I knew that she was a star and I knew that she was well worthy of more pay than what we were paying her. But I also knew that I did not have the funds or the resources to be able to pay her the best that I knew that she was worthy of. Um, and so I told her, I encouraged her to go look for this other position to go through the process. Um, I even told her that she could list me as a, as a ref as a reference for her interview. Um, and that that in and of itself, I don't know too many uh, managers who would list themselves as, as references for people that they actually genuinely love and don't wanna lose. But I knew that this was going to be a one of a time opportunity um, for this colleague of mine. So I wanted to make sure that I could support her and encourage her the best way that I knew possible. Now listen, sidebar here, cause this is not even in my notes. You know that you are in a place where you feel seen, valued and heard when they are willing to pour into you in more ways than just your paycheck. I'm going to say that one more time. You know that you are in a place that you are seen, valued, and heard when they are willing to pour into you in more than just a paycheck. The paycheck is good, but can you help me to excel in my career? Can you create new opportunities for me? Can you pour into me in ways that will stretch me instead of keeping me in, in my comfort zone? And so that's what I wanted to do for this colleague of mine. Shortly thereafter, um, another uh, colleague of mine who has now also become a friend had an amazing opportunity um, that was presented for her. And y'all, this was almost as if it was created for her. Now, remember, I told you not too long ago that I was praying for God to kind of show me that this was the place that it was time for me to go um, and to make it in a way that was super unique, that I would know that it was it was him working things out through the people that I loved um, on my team. And so within a week of the first colleague that I told you about, another one came um, into my office again someone that I love and trust and she was like hey listen there's this opportunity that's been presented and uh, I am thinking of going after it and I told her without question go for it go and pursue it and let's see what happens and what I loved about the relationship and the dynamic that I had with with the these groups of people with this um, leadership team that I had the opportunity to connect with was that they were not afraid to be able to share their wins and their challenges with me in the same way that I was not afraid to share my wins and my challenges challenges with them. And so the biggest thing for the biggest thing for me was if one of us wins, we are all winning. If one of us wins, we are all winning. And so for the second colleague of mine, um we're, we're going to call them we're going to call them names so like that you don't get confused. But one of them, let's say her name is Janica and the other one, her name is Isabel, right? And so Janica was the first one that I told you about and Isabel was the other one who came in and told me about this opportunity for her. And 
not only were both of these opportunities for Janica and for Isabel incredible, but they came with incredible pay raises. And this was after we had we had coached, um, we had spent some time coaching uh, each other, or I spent some time kind of pouring into them. These are the questions that you should ask. These are the things that I would pay attention to. These are the questions that they likely will ask you. So here's how you prepare. Like we spent time making sure that they were ready to shine as they were going into these interviews. Um, and so I was super super excited for them and i wanted to celebrate them and do all of the things with them so that was happening in that july august period um and then september of 21 hit and september of 21 was perhaps the most life-changing um opportunity for me it was it was and the reason that I say that it was an opportunity was because in September of 21 was when I had the major car accident that took me out of out of my job for about six months. So on my way home after a very stressful um, and pressure filled day, I was on my way to pick up my son at daycare um, and on my way from work to daycare, I was I was hit by another vehicle um, on my driver's side and that vehicle dragged me uphill. Um, and all I remember was the airbags went off and there was a lot of smoke. I thought the car was up in flames. Um, and then from there, everything was just kind of a whirlwind and a bit of a blur. Uh, but I can tell you from the pictures uh, that I have and from the witnesses that were there, I should not be able to be on this live with you guys right now. I should not be um, able to walk um, after experience, experiencing such a major car accident but that car accident took me out of work for six months now for some you may not understand that as as other than you just got hit by a car and it took you that long to recover but those six months that it took me out of work were the busiest six months in the job that i was doing before as i told you guys i was a dean of admissions and financial aid in higher education and the fall semester from august through december are the busiest seasons for us um we are recruiting students we are having open house events we are connecting with high school guidance counselors like y'all I was hardly ever in my office during that season because we were always on the go. So for me to be out of the office for six months um, at such a high level with two now star, star employees on their way out, that was a recipe for, for just the incredible. And by, by all means, what I, what I want to share is that when you are asking for for God to give you a sign, when you are asking for things to become clearer, be ready because as those signs and as those things start to come up, you will either have one of two options. You will either go with the option of pursuing what you know is best for you or you will shrink in the moment. And so those six months that I was home, it forced me to recalibrate and to rethink through what was important for me and for my family and how I was going to make the most out of this season. And the the incredible part that 
that was happening throughout those six months was that my team was still functioning because they were able to make it through the events because they had been trained, because they had been equipped, but they they lacked leadership. And so in that six months, a lot transpired. I learned that I was not valued as much as I thought. Within a week of the accident, I was already replaced and somebody else was given my title. Um, all the work that I had poured into my team um, almost fell into shambles, despite the fact that we had left things in place, um, especially because I knew there were two people who were leaving. Uh, we had left things in place so that this team could stay afloat, but all of that changed. And also the communication to the team changed uh, and they were left in the dark and not given much information. And then there were conversations that were happening um, behind my back uh, that were not very pleasant or not very uh, encouraging, if you will. And so all of that made me wonder, where are you pouring yourself into? Is it really worth you pouring yourself into this? Hello, my friend, it's Susanna from Elevate Her. Today, I wanna to talk to you about a pain point that I know a lot of women experience, and that is the lack of confidence when it comes to speaking up and being leaders in their field. Now, here's the real issue. Women make 75 cents on the dollar to their male counterparts in the workplace. I've created a program called Elevate Her, which is a coaching container that helps women just like you to develop their brand, build their confidence, and lead with excellence. The best part is that it's personalized coaching. So you get me as your coach one-on-one -on -one to help you every step of the way. I want to see you succeed. I want to see you get paid what you deserve and be an effective leader in your field. If you're ready to take your career to the next level, then click the link below and let's schedule a time for you and I to connect to see if we're a good fit and if the Elevate Her program is for you. I can't wait to connect with you. All right, well, let's get back into this show. Um, and so it made me recalibrate and rethink what I was going to do with this feeling, this sensing of there was something so much greater for me on the other side. Um, and so I returned back to my nine to five in January of 22, after, after loads of physical therapy, um, after a lot of, uh, prayer and just kind of journaling and thinking through what I was going to do. And I returned in January to a completely different environment than what I left when I, when, when the accident happened. Um, I returned to my team's morale being on the floor. I returned to broken systems um, and broken people. I returned to a whole lot of chaos and very little information. And so it made me question, am I willing to start all over again for someone else? Am I willing to pour myself out for for this um, job that really did not care for me the way that they said that they cared for me. And there was a lot of things that I am purposely leaving out because to be honest, I probably should not be sharing as much as I'm sharing with you right now. But the truth of the matter is I want you to have a clear kind of picture of what was happening um, in the background. And so I had my first event when I returned in January was to stand in front of an open house um, and greet families and students um, and really just love on them. And if you ever experienced me at an open house, it was like 
I was on y'all. Like I was, I was hugging people. I was high-fiving them. I was, I was excited for, for students and family to get to know us. Um, but it was just the whole vibe was different. Um, and it was almost as if I could no longer be myself. Um, the, the bright, warm personality that I had, uh, and so in March of 22, I made the final decision that I was going to walk away. That's when I walked away. But it's important that you know, between January and March, I spent time connecting with my husband and just sharing with him what was going on, making sure that he understood, but also keeping him in the loop because he's my biggest support system. And really my husband is my best friend. Um, and so I didn't want my decisions to not be a conversation that we were having. Um, and it it was like right up right around the time that I that I said that I was going to walk away that he and I agreed okay this is this is not good or conducive for you anymore it's time for you to walk away from that I finally was in alignment and in obedience with all of those feelings and emotions that I told y'all I was having back in July of the previous year and I want to encourage someone right now in what I'm about to share because I want to share with you what happened um once I said yes to being obedient to what I knew was supposed to be um, my next step. Okay, so I walked away in March from from that role. In February, my husband and I had decided that that was going to be uh, the last time. Hello there, the last time that I was going to to be uh, working in this in this kind of position, right? And so. We made the decision. I submitted my letter of resignation in February because of my position. It took four weeks for me to resign um, instead of two because of my position. Um, and so in those four weeks, it was a lot of preparing, a lot of having meetings and getting as what I could get from the team organized and ready uh, for my departure. But the moment that my husband and I came into agreement and I said yes to going into this journey that I'm in right now, going from Dean to uh, to be able to be a coach and consultant now, the moment that I said yes, my life changed. And not only did my life change, that my husband's life changed as well. So the week that um, we had made the decision that it was going to be the end of me serving in this role as, as Dean, my husband experienced a promotion and not any kind of promotion. He experienced a pretty high ranking promotion and that included a raise. Now, if, if, if that alone doesn't encourage someone, I want you to remember what the circumstances were, right? So I was walking away um, from this nine to five, six figured salary. And in many cases, it should not have made sense for, for us to be able to stand on our own two feet. But because I was obedient with my yes, my husband experienced increase and in promotion um, the moment that we got into alignment with what we knew was going to be the next best move for us. So that was number one. Number two was that I was featured on a major podcast that within my industry would allow me to share my story and share my message with other women of color, um, what, not just women of color, with others that, that were in the same industry um, and were able to be influences of change within their within their institutions where they were at. Now, this is like... For those who don't know, being on this podcast was almost like uh, was almost like being featured on 
on uh, like, I don't know, the, the Forbes, if you will, the Forbes of of higher education was, was the opportunity to be on this podcast. Um, so that happened after I got into alignment with what I knew uh, was supposed to be the route that I was supposed to take. The other thing that happened upon me being able to say yes to what I knew was supposed to be happening going from dean to coach and consultant was that I was able to enroll in a business coaching program that allowed me to expand my network and expand the way that I was thinking um, to help me to make the mindset shift from employee to now CEO. When And I'm probably going to talk about this on another live, but there there are specific mindset shifts that you will have to make when you want to go from an employee to a CEO because one of the biggest things is that now the buck stops with you. You are now going to be the one that makes the decisions on how you're going to find clients, who you're going to connect with, how to put the needs of the business over your your personal needs. Because I think that what we see when we see entrepreneurship is that people fall in love with the idea of, I'm just going to create my own schedule. I'm going to show up when I want to. But is that in the best interest of your business? Okay, so when you are going from employee to CEO, you need to make sure that you are thinking as a CEO and not just as I could just do whatever I want, because at the end of the day, you still have responsibilities that you need to be mindful of. Um, I want to make sure that I'm going through my notes. Oh, the other the other part to it, once I got into being able to say yes um, from from transitioning from dean to coach and consultant was that I have been able to work with the most amazing group of women from from y'all from places that I didn't I like I would have never dreamed of um, and and being able to pour into them to love on them and then watching them excel and grow and do incredible things going from that frustrated mid level management position to now director positions where they're making more money they have more influence. They they have a seat at the table where they can make decisions for other black and brown um, people who, who will create opportunities going forward. Like that is the biggest reward. And it's been super awesome because they're from everywhere. Like my clients, I have clients who are on the West Coast. I have clients who are on the East Coast. And each of them are, are different in terms of where they are at. But their similarities is that they are frustrated with being in middle management positions. They know that they are worthy and capable of doing more. They're just not sure how to take that next step. So they're not sure how to take the next step into a leadership or a CEO, not CEO, uh, leadership or a C-suite role, or they they're not sure how to do the transition from their nine to five into now being self-employed. And so to be able to, to work with them, to coach them, to reframe the way that they see things, um, and more importantly, watch them apply the things that they've learned has been huge for me. Um, and it's been a reminder that what I am doing is not in vain. Because as a coach, my biggest metric of success is not how many clients I have. It's not how much money I'm making. My biggest metric of success is have you been able to reframe the way that you think so that you can be effective going forward? Because what's the point of having a whole bunch of clients and a whole bunch of money, but they're still broken and not making any changes in their life? Like when you are tied to me and when we are working together, the idea is for you to go from good to great, but then continue to leave that good to great legacy for those who are coming um, after you, because that is what the work is about. And then most importantly, most importantly is that nothing 
tastes as good as freedom and peace feel. I'm going to say that one more time. Nothing tastes as good as freedom and peace feel. And the reason that I say freedom and peace is because while I was at my nine to five, there were many times where I was working on a weekend, working evenings. And when I tell you working evenings, I would start my day sometimes at 8 30, nine o'clock in the morning. And I would be working until about 10 PM, 11 PM at night, only to do that again the following morning. Mind you, I had at that time, my son was about three or four and my husband, um, we were two passing ships in the night because while I was at work, he was either coming from work or he was heading to work. And all of our money and our time either went to caring for our son or to daycare. Listen, daycare y'all is not cheap. And so in order to be able to make sure that we were um, providing for our son, we also needed to have a, the right environment for him. So my money was going towards daycare um, and making sure that homeboy was dressed and fed. And so a lot of his milestones I missed um, because I went back to work when he was three months old. So his first couple of steps, he took them at daycare. His first first couple of words, he said them at daycare. Um, and that is the tension where working moms find themselves so much. And there is a whole lot of guilt and shame that you have to like unpack because you're deciding whether you are going to be provider or you are going to be there for your children. So to any working mama who is listening to me, girl, I see you. I totally understand. And you are the girl for the job. You are the girl that is equipped to be the mama of those babies and you are doing the best that you can with the skills and the talents that you have. So I hope that that encourages you today. But the, the biggest takeaway for me um, in terms of what happened when I decided to leave my nine to five and why I left my nine to five was because I knew that there was more for me to be able to pour out and give out into this world than where I was at and I was being pigeon held in the place and space that I was in. Um, I was, I was not operating to my full and, and the crazy part is y'all that I loved my job for a long period of time. I thought that that was what I wanted to do, um, that that was going to be the place that I would retire and be at for the rest of my career. And it's just really funny how God has a has a very special way of changing things um, and reframing what you end up doing. And so if you are that person who is in that place trying to figure out what do I do next, I know that there is more within me that I want to do this nine to five is killing me or this mid-level position is killing me. And I, I know I eventually want to work for myself. I just don't know how. I'm going to give you some of the things that I did um, in hopes that these things will help you out. The first thing is I want you to consider, are you serious or are you curious about taking that leap? And I'm going to say that again. Are you serious or are you curious about taking that leap? And the reason that I ask you that question is because what you believe in, you build. And so if you're just curious, then you'll just dabble a little bit. But if you're serious, then you're willing to be uncomfortable for a little while until you can get to a level of mastery. And I think I've always had the entrepreneurial spirit. I mean, I've sold 
everything from insurance to college to Mary Kay, uh, you name it. But this has been a very different experience. I was just curious in those aspects. But for this, this is something that I am serious about. So I'm willing to make the investment of my time and my money to make sure that I am doing the best and providing the best service to the clients that I'm serving and working with. Secondly, are you willing to go as hard for yourself as you are for the employer that you have? Because if you're not willing to answer that question honestly and truthfully, you will always go harder for your employer than you will for yourself. And I had got to a point where I was like, if I was able to bring in X amount of money in revenue to an institution that within a week of me having this accident was able to replace, replace me like that, you better believe I'm going to go all in for me. And for the women that I am helping to support. Because again, are you willing to pour into yourself? Are you willing to be uncomfortable? Are you willing to make the investment of your time and money? Because we say that we want to work for ourselves. But when push comes to shove and you really have to do the work, are you willing to do so? Um, so these are questions that I had to get very, very clear Um on where I stood. And yes, it was scary. So if you are, if you are like, Oh, I don't know. I'm afraid of doing that. Baby girl, let me tell you, it is a scary place for you to be when you are making that decision. But I will tell you, once you commit to it, nothing tastes as good as peace and freedom feel. Um, the last question that I will ask you is how willing are you to be uncomfortable for a little while as you pursue your dream and consider your support system? Who is in your network that you can trust with this dream of yours? And the reason that I talk about who is in your circle and who is in your network so much is because the easiest place for your dream to become stifled or to die is at its infancy. And so if you don't have the right people who are in your circle, who are willing to pour into you, who are willing to encourage you, even if they don't fully understand then you set yourself up to then just be frustrated and alone. And my support system between my husband and my family and now the group of friends who I've, who I've developed, who are like-minded women, who are also pursuing the best for them, that has helped me in the moments where I've wanted to quit. And there have been plenty <laughs> of times where I have been willing to just like, God, I don't want to do this anymore. But every single time that I have been able to connect with someone else or connect with my clients and see the growth that they have, um, see, see, them, see them do things that they didn't think was possible, those are the moments where I'm like, no, 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 no. I am right where I need to be. And this is an answered prayer. So I hope that today you are able to, to kind of reflect on where you're at um, and consider what is going to be your next best. And are you going to be in alignment with that? Because like I said before, what you believe in, you build. And so if you believe in you, then I am going to say that you believe in building you, building your resources, building your income, build, building your leadership capacity, building your, your, um, your, your wisdom. You're going to be able to build you. And it's not all about you. It's about the legacy that you get to leave behind. Um, so again, the questions that I asked you before that I want you to kind of think through are are you serious or are you curious are you willing to go as hard for yourself as you have for your employer and sometimes even harder 
Uh, are you willing to be uncomfortable for a little while as you continue to pursue your dream? And then do you have the right support systems? If you have answered those questions and you have gotten very clear, definitive answers, then I would tell you that you are ready. But if there are areas there where you still need to do some work, I'm going to encourage you to do some work, but still do it afraid. Because if you're going to wait until you're 100% ready, you will never get started. So I love y'all. I hope that today encouraged you. Thank you so much for spending some time with me. And I hope that this lesson um, that I shared with you guys, just giving you some ideas in terms of what happened once I decided to leave my nine to five um, helps y'all. The next thing that I'm probably going to teach you on are the three mindset shifts that you need to make. Hello, my love, uh, that you will need to make uh, so that you set yourself up for success. Okay. Now, listen, enjoy the rest of your Monday and I will touch base with you guys soon. Bye y'all.